listener production. US stocks in neutral as investors wait for the next catalyst. And Aussie shares expected to open higher on Thursday ahead of NAB's results. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday the 9th of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, there are sessions that can be quite illuminating and give you a lot, and there are others that aren't. Today's session was the latter. Indeed, Tom. And we are seeing stocks really struggling to extend the longest winning streak in about two years. So we have seen, of course, over the last few days, the S&P 500 clinch its seventh straight positive session on Tuesday. The NASDAQ advanced for an eighth straight day, both indexes notching their longest winning streaks since November 2021. So we've got the S&P 500 up by 0.1% and the NASDAQ up by 0.1% as we into the last hour or so of trade. So they could extend these gains. Indeed. And I suppose going hand in glove with the improvements you just spoke about where stocks are concerned is that a fall as far as long and short-term interest rates are concerned. And that trend at least was a little more lively last night. We saw a 10-year government bond fall in yield, so higher in price, uh, down by around five basis points to about 4.51%. And interestingly enough, Jerome Powell, he was at the Fed's function celebrating 100 years of the research and statistics department. Although he did not comment on monetary policy in his opening remarks, one of the other focuses overnight was that the US Treasury managed to offload 40 billion of 10-year notes at a yield of 4.519% into reasonable demand. Mm. So we are seeing this slew of auctions this week and, and they've gone off okay so far. Yeah, it's been a, a bit of a turnaround in thinking in that neighbourhood over the course of the last month, I suppose, where there was a lot of wringing and ha- of hands and gnashing of teeth about uh, an increased schedule of borrowing, but that's turned out to be uh, not all that much to write home about. But there was a fair bit of news on the corporate front, or at least there was some very conspicuous movers. So in the streaming space, we have heard from Warner Brothers Discovery in the last day, and that stock has had an inauspicious session, to say the least. It's had its biggest decline in about two years. So One of the challenges that organizations have faced in this space, Ryan, as we've discussed in the past, is that um, it's been a real land grab over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, Organizations trying to stake out their real estate and they are uh, really putting a lot of pressure on themselves. They're borrowing heavily. They're investing heavily. Warner Brothers has been a poster child for that. The merger of Warner Brothers and Discovery in the last year has resulted in the first instance, in a massive debt pile of around $55 billion. So one of the problems here is that they are seeing slowing uh, growth, as it were, and there are concerns that that vertiginous pile of debt might be a bit of a challenge for them. Yes, and we saw their shares down about 16%, and that's after the HBO and Food Network parent reported a wider-than-expected loss in the third quarter. They also said that Hollywood strikes and weak advertising could hurt next year's earnings. And that dour outlook also dragged in shares of Paramount Global, which were down about 8% as well. And the theme around electric vehicle weakness continued last night as well. Electric vehicle maker Lucid Group fell 8.4% after trimming its production forecast. Rivian Automotive also slipped about 3%, even after posting better than expected results, Tom. Under Armour uh, initially fell overnight. They lowered their uh, earnings 
outlook, but uh, the stock up by around 3% in late trade. Yes, and also eBay was under pressure overnight after it issued bleak revenue outlook for the busy holiday quarter, suggesting the company continues to struggle as it loses shoppers to larger rivals such as Amazon.com and Walmart. European markets uh, were generally firmer, the gains reasonably contained in the case of the French market that was up two thirds of a percent, the German market up by half, the broader European market up by a quarter of a percent, the FTSE spoiling the party with a decline of 0.1 of a percent. Uh, we saw the uh, 10 year bonds in Germany not vastly change at 2.6 percent. The uh, head of the economics department at the European Central Bank has been out and about saying that there's more work to be done as far as calming inflation. Uh, thanks for the tip there. And we did see a similar theme out of the UK as well. So Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey pushed back against discussions about cutting interest rates. So I think that we're going to see this continue over the course of the next week or two where the central bankers come out and push back against market expectations for rate cuts. We did see Eurozone retail sales fall by 0.3% in the month of September, broadly lined with expectations. We saw a sharp drop in sales of non-food products, including online sales, which fell by 1.9%. Automotive fuel sales were also down 0.9%. So that really does highlight the weakness in the Eurozone economy at the moment. Indeed, and that uh, theme was also reflected more closely when it came to a Credit Agricole reporting their numbers in France. And uh, this is an important set of figures because they are the dominant lender in the French mortgage market. They account for about a third of the market share and they warned of weakening credit demand as far as uh, that landscape is concerned. In their retail banking unit, new home loans have fallen by more than 50% uh, in annualised terms compared to the same time last year. Yes, and Germany's Commerce Bank rose 0.7% as net profit more than tripled in the third quarter. That was better than expected. So some mixed outcomes there for the banks. Having said that, Credit Agricole actually bettered slightly with their earnings numbers and the stock finished up by a little over a percent. As far as the local picture is concerned today, Ryan, we've got the SPY futures indicating that we'll be up slightly by 0.2 of a percent. As far as themes are concerned today, it's a little bit of a thin one in corporate and economic terms, but oil prices, they are under a fair bit of pressure. They are indeed. Worries about demand in both the US and China are weighing on crude oil prices. We've seen the US oil NYMEX price down by 2.8% to 75.21 US dollars a barrel. And we have had some recent forecasts from the United States. So the US Energy Information Administration has come out and said it expects total US petroleum consumption to fall by 300,000 barrels per day this year reversing its previous forecast of a 100,000 barrel per day increase. We also saw US crude oil stocks lift by almost 12 million barrels last week. So we are seeing those concerns around Middle Eastern supply disruptions also ease. So there will be a financial theme as far as today's session is concerned. Ryan, with the NAB reporting earnings. Yes, the NAB is expected to report a second half cash profit of about $3.7 billion. Its net interest margin estimates at 1.7% and for the year cash profit estimate of $7.8 billion. Big focus on falling margins, subsystem loan growth, cost inflation and 
also surging investment costs, Tom. So one of the more conspicuous aspects of the local picture in recent days has been the continued pressure that's come to bear on the Aussie dollar, notwithstanding the rate hike on Tuesday from the RBA. You have seen the Aussie dollar remain under pressure, even though uh, the US dollar has been reasonably static under the circumstances. So that's a commentary on a couple of things, not least of which has been uh, the fortunes of the Chinese economy, Ryan. Yes, so the US dollar has recovered a little bit after its steepest weekly decline since mid-July last week. It's up 0.1%. That has weighed on the Aussie a little bit, but of course, it all comes down to the Reserve Bank watering down its tightening bias to make it more conditional on incoming data. Although we have seen the iron ore price up last night by 1% to 127.26 US dollars a tonne on China's central bank governor's support for the property market. We also saw Chinese authorities ask Ping Ang Insurance Group to take a controlling stake in a battled country garden, the nation's biggest private property developer. That's probably enough from us this morning. Thank you very much for your company. Have a great Thursday. We look forward to talking to you again tomorrow morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.